Can't get enough of Rebel Girls? Well, luckily, the Rebel Girls app is now completely free. That's right, you can listen to the entire library of goodnight stories for Rebel Girls ad-free. Plus, check out the app's cool features like activities, trivia, custom playlists, and more. All parent-trusted and kids-safe. Find out more at rebelgirls.com slash audio and download the Rebel Girls app today. Thanks for listening. Have you heard the news? The best podcast for dinosaur fans is out and a roaring good time for all. What happens when a bolt of lightning hits a digger machine on top of a site that's full of dinosaur fossils? Uh, the digger turns into Digger Rex, of course. Join Digger Rex, the half-dinosaur, half-digger, on his adventures by searching for Digger Rex on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts. What to build? What to build? Oh, come on, Lucy. Wow, you're a builder. You're a maker. You're a... <gasps> I got it! Tool call. Hammer. Hammer. Wrench. Wrench. Drill. Drill. Great job, Kapow. Great job, Kapow. Oh, no, wait, that's me. Great job, Lucy Wow. Oh, brother. Now all we have to do is turn this thing on. Let the show begin. Yo, kids, yo! It's me, Kapow, the mechanical pygmy goat, beaming into your ears all the way from Lucy Wow's barn. Along with me is the one and only Guy Neville. Uh, thanks, Kapow. I'm so excited to be back at the barn podcasting with you. You know it, podcast partner! And I'm especially excited because today's inventor has not one, but two things in common with me. He does. Hmm, let me think. Uh... He's not a goat. Nope, though he can climb like one. And he can't play music out of his butt. Not that we know of, but you never know. What two things do you and today's inventor, Yvonne Chouinard, have in common? Well, first of all, he loves the planet and wants to save it from pollution and climate change. <laughs> Me too. And uh, the second thing? He fueled his creativity and invention by eating food that everyone else thought wasn't food. Uh, he did? Oh yeah, there was a time in Yvonne's life that whenever he had lunch, people were grossed out. Just like you are when I chow down on a tin can and flip-flop burrito. Huh, oh, well, I, I didn't research his eating habits, but uh, I can't wait to hear what you found out. I tell you what though, maybe we should start from the beginning, but, uh, before we talk about lunch. Good idea, guy, I'll kick us off here. Yvonne was born in 1938 in Lisbon, Maine, but by the time Yvonne was eight, his family was ready for a change and moved to West Burbank, California. In sunny California, Yvonne immediately found a deep love for surfing and fly fishing. Then at 14, Yvonne decided he needed another hobby. And so he joined a falconry club. That's right, Kapow. No, falconry is the art of using a bird of prey, like a falcon, to hunt for other animals. It requires a lot of time working with birds. Birds that like to hang out in high places. But unlike birds, humans can't fly. So in order to get up into bird territory, Yvonne had to learn how to climb up rocks and lower himself down cliffs, which is also known as rappling. Always use a rope for safety. 
Yvonne found out that he really loved climbing and rappling, and soon he spent as much time as he could on rocks, big and small. Now, rock climbing was a very new sport back then, and so Yvonne had to build a lot of his own tools to do it. So when he wasn't climbing, he was learning and practicing to be a blacksmith, which is a person who builds things out of metal. By 1957, Yvonne wasn't just making his own climbing gear. Things like metal pittons, which are metal pegs or spikes driven into a rock or crack to support a climber or a rope. He was inventing new versions of this safety equipment. Yvonne's gear was so good that other climbers wanted to buy it from him. So he decided to start a company called Chenard Equipment. He figured he could sell some gear and save some lives. Now, just because your company has a big name like Chenard Equipment doesn't mean the company is big. In fact, for years, Yvonne didn't have a store. He had to sell his gear out of the back of his car. But while his company wasn't making tons of money, Yvonne didn't really care about money. What he did care about was traveling and having adventures. And his company made just enough money to allow him to do both. For the better part of his 20s, Yvonne spent over half of each year traveling the world, climbing rocks and mountains. But here's the best part. Sometimes he didn't have enough money to travel and buy normal food. So Yvonne learned to live cheap, living on 50 cents a day. He would catch ground squirrels for dinner and even sometimes eat tin cans of cat food. Wait, uh, seriously? Yep, it was all he could afford. So he ate it. Some people say that the fact that he was willing to eat cat food is an example of how much he was willing to sacrifice to live his dream. But I think they're wrong. I think Yvonne knew tin cans make everything delicious. Yeah, jerk about. Anyway, by the 1960s, Yvonne's company was too much for him to run alone. So he brought in some friends, Tom and Doreen Frost, to help him. With their help, Chenard Equipment became the largest supplier of climbing gear in the United States. But there was a problem. Yeah, there was. His inventions were helping people climb mountains without getting hurt. But his inventions were also hurting the mountains. That's right. Every time one of his steel pittons were pounded into a rock, it damaged that rock forever. So Yvonne went back into inventor mode. And soon, he had created a device that could hold up a climber without injuring his beloved rocks. But just because Yvonne was busy inventing didn't mean he stopped traveling. In 1970, he took a trip to Scotland to climb and while he was there, he bought a rugby shirt, which is a shirt built for playing hard, getting dirty without ripping or tearing. He loved this new shirt and soon other climbers wanted one too. So Yvonne started selling those along with his gear. Next thing you knew, his climbing gear company had changed into a climbing clothing company. Yvonne decided to change its name as well. He landed on the name Patagonia, which is a name of a rugged mountain region in southern Argentina that he loved. Now, it is important to Yvonne that Patagonia didn't just make money, but that it also made the world a better place too. So from day one, Patagonia always donated some of its profits to environmental causes. And pretty soon, those profits were big. By 1990, Patagonia was making over $100 million a year. Now, Yvonne may have been making a lot of money, but he was still what he called a dirtbag climber, a name that comes from sleeping in a sleeping bag in the dirt all the time. He loved to get out of the office and go climb, surf, and fly fish. 
So, Yvonne invented a new way to run a company that would allow his employees to go surfing whenever the waves were good. And not only did the employees love it, it made Patagonia even more successful. It turns out, happy employees make for happy customers. But Yvonne wasn't done working at ways to make Patagonia an environmentally friendly company. He had Patagonia adopt sustainable practices, including making fabric out of recycled plastic bottles and using organic cotton. And then, in 2000, Yvonne's Patagonia partnered with fly fishing company Blue Ribbon to invent 1% for the planet, a big group of businesses that pledged to donate 1% of their sales to environmental groups. Yvonne was just a kid who loved to play outside, but by using the power of invention and hard work, he was able to turn that love into a company that doesn't just make money and cool clothes, but makes the world a better place too. And if you ask me, what makes someone a great inventor is that their inventions are not only coolio, but make life better for people, goats, and the world itself. I guess it just goes to show, tin cans make everything better. Uh-oh, yeah, whenever Kapow gets talking about tin cans, that means we better stop podcasting and go get something to eat. That sounds great, guy! I hope you have yourself an inventive day. Make something, build something, go big, and then go bigger. Go, kid, go! Go, kid, go. Go, kid, go. Do you like to laugh? Ah, who am I kidding? Who doesn't like to laugh? So, okay, if you love to laugh, you'll love Don't Break the Rules. It's a hilarious comedy improv podcast where the voice actors make up their lines on the spot and try to be the only actor who doesn't break the rules. These talented actors are great at coming up with silly scenes and stories when they follow the rules for the episode. And it gets even sillier when they accidentally break the rules. The stories are guided by suggestions from kids like you, and the episodes feature laughs, burps, and the occasional unicorn. So if you'd like to giggle and play along, be sure to listen to Don't Break the Rules wherever you listen to podcasts.